Trevor Ben's shite-sized chunks. I don't know about you, Ben, but I'm, I'm still on a bit of a high after last night. We had a bit of a Trev and Ben night out, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Came to my local pub again, which I know you're a fan of. Mm. <laughs> Every time you come, I've, I've got to say, I don't know whether it's you <laughs> or whether it's just coincidence, but whenever you come, it does take on an extra level of weirdness. It did seem more mental than usual, your pub <laughs> last night. <laughs> I rarely get cross when I'm in there. But there was one man in there, and we were in there quite early, weren't we? We were in there about four o'clock in the afternoon to start yeah, with, and yeah. he was already in there. Oh, he was doing my head in. He was so loud and obnoxious. Mm-hmm. I don't know what he was um, banging on about, but he seemed to be getting upset about something to start with, unless that's just the way he sounds. I could. It was one of those where he couldn't work out whether he was happy or not. Yeah. You're like in the Middle East, where you're never quite sure what gunshot means. <laughs> Are they happy or annoyed? I don't, I don't know. I've no idea. It was a bit like that. Everything coming out of his mouth sounded very loud and very aggressive, but sometimes he was annoyed and sometimes he was very happy so it was I hard didn't, to tell I did notice he had a hearing aid so I, I felt maybe I was being a little bit harsh by getting annoyed at how loud he was no. but by having hearing aid surely that reduces the need for you to be loud because you can hear yourself yeah you know and actually the hearing aid makes no odds to anyone else <laughs> You know, it's a bit like uh, years ago my gran had this elderly neighbour who was absolutely nuts lovely lady but mental okay and she had to have a hearing aid. So she's got my nan and her other neighbour. And she said, oh, I've got a hearing aid. Would you, would you mind popping in? Uh, I want to try it out. So they went in and uh, she was sitting there with this hearing aid. And I don't know whether they do this now, but old hearing aids used to feed back a little bit. So to start with, it was feeding back. Right, okay. <laughs> so they sort of said to her, no, no, it's, you've got to turn it down, I think, love. You've got to turn it down. So she did that. And by turning it down, of course, then she couldn't hear herself. So she just screamed and go, can you hear me now? Can you? And they were trying to explain to her that they could hear her perfectly. Yeah, they're not the ones with a hearing problem. Exactly. So I've got a feeling this man might have been the same. So I might have been doing him a little bit of a disservice. Maybe. A bit. I don't think so. You did get stuck with him briefly. Well, he came and sat down with us. And then mysteriously, you and the other person we were with just just vanished almost the moment he sat down. Yeah, we took our moment. Yeah. Left you with him, didn't you? <laughs> you weren't very happy about it. No, because the first thing came out of his mouth was um, how he used to be, uh, his words, not mine, mm-hmm. he used to be a professional hooligan for Chelsea. A professional hooligan? I didn't realise, I know Chelsea are a scummy club, but I yeah, didn't know yeah. they were actually employing people to do that for them. Well, I, th- I, th- I'm, I think we probably legally need to say that uh, Chelsea probably weren't employing uh, hooligans. I think probably there was just a time where people saw their profession as hooliganism. I guess scum just attracts scum. I guess maybe yeah. that's how it works. Yeah, I think basically. <laughs> um, he was of that kind of bulldog hooligan type though, wasn't he? Mm. He's bald, I don't know, how would you describe him? Like, squat. Terrifying is how I would describe him. Yeah, you wouldn't fuck around with him, would you? Let's be honest. So I kept kept quiet the fact that I was a Fulham fan. Mm. I know that Chelsea fans don't hate Fulham fans the way it works the other way around, but I thought, I'm not going to chance it. He was a hooligan, mate. Yeah, you don't want to. Yeah, professional, yes. Um, It's given the title he deserves. (laughs) You wouldn't mess with a hooligan anyway, would you? Because their whole thing is, you know, the local rivals, you're going to be the worst. Uh, He's not really interested in the football, he's more interested in the fighting, I think. Um, And also, you said that he was deaf. He kept telling me that he had a brain injury and he was half blind, half deaf. 
So you know, part of me thought, I might have a chance. Not not sure. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, I, no, I think someone else mentioned to me that that injury might have been a result of his fighting. Yeah. So therefore, the sympathy is null and void. Yep. Uh, <laughs> the other thing was, I think the reason I got up and left was because he was telling this most disgusting story. We just kept making himself feel sick. Yeah, it was, t- it was, it was a story about turning up for work with a hangover. He was a plasterer, wasn't he? Yeah, and he, that wasn't it. I mean, that's his simple story. You know, I turned up to work not feeling... It's not much of a story anyway. No. But the sound effects that mm. were coming with it, this sort of... Uh, yeah. Like, oh, and he wouldn't stop. But then he said, oh, I went, I went and put two fingers down my throat and mm. made myself sick. Don't do that. That, that. What a horrible thing. I mean, most of us do our utmost to keep it in. Yeah. I've never gone and purposely made myself sick. I hate being sick. Why would you do that? Oh, I'm someone who will make myself sick to make myself feel better. Really? Yeah. Oh, no. See, I hate the whole... No, I can't bear the whole thing. It's a horrible, horrible thing. Again, it's up there with taking a shit. It's one of the reasons I can't believe in a God. There's better ways, God, (laughs) of dealing with what shouldn't be in the body. You know, why does it have to be so disgusted Mm. and make so many horrible noises? (laughs) I've got a friend who I don't I don't want to dwell on vomit for too long, but I've got a friend who um, is regularly sick through drink, and the noises he'll make. Yeah, honestly, you, he'll run up to the bathroom if he's in my house or in his house. You'll hear him go up, and then you just hear all this horrible noise. You think, why would I choose to do that? I think uh, I'm slightly suspicious you're talking about me. Cause no, 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 I'm not talking about you. I, I make the worst noises when I'm being sick. Well, I've never heard you be sick. Have you not? No, that's a bonus. It's not, I'm, not, I'm not asking to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. I've never heard you be sick. Uh, so I'm very happy with that. I'm very happy with the status quo. Well, you've got it coming one day, I'm sure. The amount of times that we spend together drinking, it's amazing you haven't heard me be sick yet. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, well, lucky breaks, I suppose. <laughs> lucky breaks. Uh, but the weirdness didn't end there. Did it? I got into trouble. I ended up having a, a bit of an argument with my mate because well, he said, see that woman over there? Avoid her. She's mm. mental. Now, we were sitting sort of around a semicircle on the table, weren't we? Yeah, yeah. I could see clearly who he was talking about. Now, there's not many women in this pub. No. I looked around, saw a woman, saw a, a black and white jacket, thought, avoiding her. That's not the person he was pointing at. Well, no. I found that out later <laughs> because uh, suddenly, where we were sitting, a woman came and sat down next to us. Yeah. And uh, I thought, well, you know, she's not the one I'm avoiding. This is fine. She was mental. She was the one I was supposed to be avoiding, and she needs to be avoided. Absolutely crazy. Uh, she started by trying to tell us some tragic tale mm. about her family life. And she was sort of bursting into tears every couple of minutes. Yeah. I'm not quite sure what the tale was, though. Essentially, what I got from it was her son had said something mean to her daughter. Yeah. That was about the beginning and end of it. Yes, that's about as far as we got. But then, after about five minutes of just her repeating that little bit of information over and over again in between the crying, she reached her hand across the table and thanked me profusely Mm. for the help that I had been. Clearly, I have a natural uh, counselling instinct. Oh, she loved you. Well, she loved you, Ben, because she was coming towards you with her tongue. Mm. Yes, she did. That was very... Well, first of all, she tried to steal (laughs) my drink. Uh, Then she stole our mate's drink, and he wasn't happy about that. No, we were being polite, you know, and and then I I said, oh, no, that's that's mine, your other friend, (laughs) when she took his... No, put that back, love, you don't do that. (laughs) (laughs) He wasn't having any of it. No, but then he's experienced her before. 
Ah, oh, he's the one who that. warned us off of her. Of course, yeah, of course. <laughs> but then she she sort of said to me, and I thought she was enamoured with you. So I thought I got well, a lucky break. Really, she was. But she said, "Oh, come here, come here. I yeah. tell you something. Tell you something." I, I leaned over and it was a, I should have seen it. Well, I shouldn't see it coming. But I got a big sloppy kiss on the ear. You were very good about it because some people would have got a bit upset by that. Mm. You just sort of you very quickly kind of leant back, put yeah. a bit of space between you and her, and just went, "No, thank you." <laughs> No, think it was almost like someone was offering you, you know, a passage from the Bible or something. <laughs> no, no, thank you, not for me. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, I was getting a little bit concerned because she started to get a little bit more angsty, didn't she? Yeah. As the as the minutes ticked on, and from me being her hero, she started to show signs that perhaps my uh, heroism in her eyes was sliding away. Yeah. At this point in the evening, I was I was longing for the brain-damaged football hooligan to come back. <laughs> but do you seem to attract people like this? I must have been on form that night because, um, yeah, it did seem that way. Yeah, because I often find this, that when I'm out and about, and I don't know whether it's just because it happens and everyone experiences this, but I do seem to get more than my fair share of nutcases or people wanted to talk to me uh, there was a, a lady that used to go to this pub lovely lady uh older lady and i would sit and talk with her um i must admit when she sort of stopped coming to the pub not that i thought oh you know she's an old lady perhaps she's very ill i didn't think that i thought oh do you know there's a bit of a relief she's not here tonight because i would get stuck with her for about an hour hour and a half while my mates went off and left me to go and play some pool mm. i'd be left with the old people <laughs> And uh, and although they were lovely, some of the conversations were just, just awful. I mean, I remember one where she told us that she thought she was a bird at some point. Really? Yeah, she thought she was uh, a bird or reincarnation of a bird. I can't quite remember the whole story. But yeah, this is the sort of thing that happens to me. There was the woman once in another pub who, uh, she was very um, odd. And again, my mates warned me. <laughs> they said, don't engage with that woman, Trev. And I couldn't help it. I was in a bit of a mischievous mood mm. that day. And uh, she came over and started talking to us. And again, my mates, just, just ignore her, Trev. She'll go away. And she got talking about her car, something about a car not working. And because um, I was in a bit of a, you know, jokey mood, I said, oh, I've experienced that. Yeah, yeah. It's a bit like, uh, you know, chitty, chitty, bang, bang, in it, my car. And I'll try to get my mates involved. They ignored me. <laughs> Anyway, she then took that as confirmation anyway. She went, oh, right. And I started telling her all about my car. I basically described Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. She fell for the whole thing. Excellent. And I think she started to believe that her car was Chitty Chitty Bang Bang by the end of it. Because I I remember asking her, does your car fly? And she said, oh, yes. (laughs) So, you know, I don't mind mind a little conversation with people like that. But again, there was a point during that where I'd been with her about half an hour. Mm. And my mates hadn't rescued me. I suppose they saw it as my own fault. (laughs) <laughs> but I just I just thought why am I left with this woman why isn't anyone saving me well I think I think this does sound like you had yourself to blame I suppose I suppose I did um, never mind I, I can deal with it though I can deal with it I don't mind people coming and talking to me and I've got better at saying I've got to go now yeah whereas in the past I think when in my younger days when I had less confidence I'd be stuck with them because I just didn't know what to say <laughs> to people well I mean I know that people get barred from pubs and it must be a nightmare if you work behind the bar and you have to deal with people like that oh, I yeah. thought the guy in the pub the other night dealt with the mad woman very well well he got rid of it but then I started worrying about it because she was gone and I thought well she's in that state I mean she, she could be a real problem walking home oh so you, you were worrying about her but a bit I mean I was don't get me wrong I was more relieved she was gone but- <laughs> 
<laughs> I did worry about what was happening to her on the way home. Wow, well, that, I'm, I'm impressed because I couldn't care less. <laughs> the moment she'd left the pub, I uh, was able to relax a little bit and I didn't care about her at all. Mm. Uh, but this pub I go to, they don't actually seem to bar too many people you seem to be allowed to get away with quite a lot in that pub yeah i've noticed and of course i I often think it must be difficult when you've barred someone from a pub and then someone else is behind the bar the next day how do they know that that person's barred i guess it's just word of mouth i mean they can't put signs up can they no although I, i know of one pub that has a list up and it just says still barred and um, it just it just describes that person. So if that person comes in, the person behind the bar will hopefully recognise them from the brief description that's in front of them of barred people. Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, Adam the deaf guy. I mean, that could have been the guy the other night, couldn't it? Could have been. Didn't know if his name was Adam. Uh, Mickey Two Suits. Hmm. Uh, the ginger drunk twat called Angus. <laughs> I mean, you don't need any more there. It's everything. Yep. Everything you need there. Staring pervert. <laughs> that blonde bitch. Uh, it could be a lot of blonde women uh, yes not all bitches Uh, the ex-con chav twat (laughs) the thing is it does conjure up a mental image of these people doesn't it it does it crazy linda (laughs) if crazy linda comes in you know I think we had crazy linda last night I I think we did one armed Keith (laughs) now he should be easy to spot (laughs) and finally uh, flat cap coke fiend Flat Cap Coke Fiend. Barred for threatening regulars. A little bit more information there because he sounds a little bit more sinister, doesn't yeah. he? <laughs> you don't want to be caught by Flat Cap Coke Fiend. <laughs> and that's it for Shy Side Chunks this week. Don't forget to get in touch with us anytime on Twitter. At Trevor Ben. And join us for the live show every Sunday morning, 9 to 11 on CroydRadio.com. Trevor Ben's Shite Size Chunks. Chunks.